Hello and welcome to your weekend morning trip. A more languid, laid-back, slow listening podcast with me, your host Shivraj Prashad. I'm hoping you will add us to your weekend playlist and give us a listen. This is where the rubber meets the road. No, I'm not at a F1 race track, but merely playing back sounds from a Hot Wheels showcase. Yes, for those crazy about cars, you don't exactly have to be a billionaire to get that limited edition Ferrari or Mustang or whatever rocks your boat. You can with a lot less acquired diecast or model cars that are way more environment friendly but still give you that thrill on a race track or when boasting to other hobbyists like yourself. I present to you Vinith Hot Wheels, a conversation with Vinith Bakshi, a graphics designer, a media producer and presenter of car shows, but more importantly, one of India's largest diecast car collectors. Vinith, really so good to connect with you on my weekend playlist. Thanks for having me here, Shivraj. It's truly a pleasure and an honor, and I think we're going to have an interesting conversation about cars. I gather you're known as the godfather of India's Hot Wheels collectors. How did you acquire that reputation? I didn't go around calling myself the godfather, but it was actually through an article that was published about me in Vice uh, magazine, India. They dubbed me the godfather of uh, Hot Wheels collectors. for india and from then the name stuck but i guess it's because of the stuff that i've been doing to you know grow the hobby here in our country talking to the guys at the headquarters in mattel talking to the agency having started india's first exclusive hot wheels collectors group where we focus solely on 1 to 64 scale model cars so yeah i guess you could say i was associated with the movement of popularizing it right from the very beginning and they came up with the title and i i think it's fitting <laughs> i look after the community and <laughs> i take care of the boys and i make sure everything is good in the hood that's fantastic and for you how and when did the hobby of collecting diecast cars begin it must have started very young because the first car that i uh, still have in my collection is a tomica which was made in japan and and that's from 1971 Wow. And I was 3 years old then, so or maybe 2 and a half even. So, I'm not sure you know if I had any before that or not, but I can safely say with proof that yeah, I think it started at when I was 3 because I have a lot of cars from the early 70s and right down to the 80s and all of that and lots of pictures to go along with that as well. So, I guess yeah, it started at a young early age. And what triggered the passion? Well, we were fortunate or rather I was fortunate to have grown up abroad. We had access to a lot of a lot of cool toys that the folks back here in uh, India had <laughs> no clue of and and this I'm talking about the early 70s, right? So mm. we've been abroad since 1971 and this was in Africa. So we had access to a lot of stuff that here it just wasn't there and seeing all those foreign cars and I guess it was easily accessible and when I got them I, I I just got hooked on to it. I know and that was my next question because you know growing up we all had what we call dinky cars. And 
they were often gifted by foreign return relatives or friends but coming back to hot wheels why hot wheels what's so special about its place in the india diecast car collectors legacy Let, let's start with dinky first okay so first of all to clear a lot of doubts mm-hmm. dinky was not just the small cars you know the one is the 64 scale cars which they become synonymous with but dinky was actually a brand one of the very very old brands of diecast ah. uh, cars that were available and they were they were available in india as well during the time of the raj and the early days before independence as well because we had a lot of association with the britishers and you know, we would have folks in india who were or let's just say the british colonization of this part of the region before it was india so a lot of folks would you know be going back and forth to england and to all of these places because of their interests and whatever so we did have access to a lot of british made goods back then and uh, dinky was one of the very very older popular ones as well that also crept into the market along with matchbox and lesnies and corgis and all of those toys so that's interesting but yeah so dinky is a brand it's not just the one is the 64 scale cars i know it sounds very cute ah. when you say dinky to associate with the small cars because it just sounds so appropriate and it's apt. so generic also yes so it's like the xerox for photocopy <laughs> or colgate for toothpaste so that's that's the way that is that's a little thing about dinky now why hot wheels well hot wheels was not my first love i'll be honest with you because uh, like i said i've grown up with a lot of matchbox and lesnies and corgis and tomicas and majorettes and back then all these cars you, you know tomicas were traditionally made in japan majorettes were made in made in france corgis were made in great britain and it was called great britain unlike today where everything is just made in malaysia or china or whatever it is but india did have factory here where they actually made hot wheels cars this was uh, in nagpur and this had come up with a association between uh, mattel and uh, leo bloplast mm-hmm. they set up a joint venture called leo mattel and they used to make hot wheels cars in india from 1988 till about 1998 that's when the joint venture fell apart so yeah a lot of kids for us also the collectors here that have met in india have strong associations with the brand because they were available when they were growing up and this was a foreign toy unlike any other indian toy and we're talking you know late 80s when still you didn't have access or we didn't have, here in india have access to a lot of imported stuff the economy was just starting to open up and mm. a lot of the you know, international stuff wasn't available i remember getting shoes and jeans and all of this stuff to my cousins here in india every time we came down because it just wasn't available here exactly. so yeah a, a lot of a lot of uh, kids uh, who are adult collectors now have very strong and fond memories of the hot wheels brand because when they were growing up you know they used to give them away with kellogs to promote it it wasn't cheap back then it was about starting price i think was about 37 rupees mm-hmm. and 37 rupees late 80s was a lot of money mm-hmm. not everybody could afford it those who got it were fortunate enough and they had to use a couple of tricks or techniques to get the car that they wanted either you perform well in school and you get it as a reward or <laughs> you go to a toy store and you throw a fit like we all do <laughs> you know we sprawl on the floor we start crying we start howling ye gaadi chahiye main to nahi jaunga ye kar dunga wo kar dunga start throwing things around and all this okay 
ஆரம்பிக்கிறதுக்குள்ளாடி it's it's entry market it's it's fairly low 150 bucks according to the latest prices is what you can get the car at mm. and plus it because it's not expensive you don't mind trading it mm-hmm. so that's another segment of it so is there really a serious community now growing around this who are these people can you give us a sense of flavor of the kind of conversations that you see around this phenomenon hot wheels in the group that you've created Okay so when I created the group back in 2013 there were only 3 of us okay which was like a dismal thing and the mission then was to get as many collectors from who are like closet collectors or who are ashamed to say that they collect these small little cars <laughs> to get them out there and the the only way to do that uh, was to start a movement or start a social dialogue and when you post something out there people notice and they think hey, I'm not the loony one you know there are other crazies like me <laughs> and oh my god where are my cars i used to hide them somewhere maybe they're under the bed or whatever you know and the memories come rushing in and that's what it's about actually so it's about getting those memories and all of that stuff getting in so, and that's how it starts that's the easiest step to collecting hot wheels now with respect to the conversations well people are so crazy now because when you have something that's associated with your childhood what do you do you want to get that thing back because you want to relive your childhood so people are willing to pay mm. any price for it and and when you show one particular car that is from that era you know people go bonkers because everybody's got their own stories you know mm. and each story is so interesting oh, i remember how i got this and my uncle came over and he had got this for his son and he was my cousin but i stole it from him the confessions you know <laughs> so so, so the, there's <laughs> lots of interesting stuff that everybody gets to relive simply because of the joy of the holding these cars that we once had back in time and because it's a common object you know if if you played with something as a kid and i played with the same thing as a kid you see we've got a common point to talk about you know that breaks mm-hmm. the ice the easiest thing that attracts another smoker is a lit cigarette so <laughs> you run there and and you get it and you know so the same thing about this it's and then when you start communicating with other people then you realize that you've got a lot of other things in common as well where it starts off with a hobby and then it goes on to a professional level but the craziness of collection of cars is uh, it's just amazing you know because then you want to have variations you want to have the super treasure hunts do you want to collect the treasure hunts you want to collect the red line club exclusives and you go back i mean collecting hot wheels is a different ball game altogether there's so many different segments you can collect there's so many different <laughs> eras of cars you can collect like now i mostly collect cars from the 70s 80s and 90s i stopped now i don't collect anything after the 90s anymore and my evolution as a collector has changed before i would collect anything and everything that came into the market now i only selectively collect mm-hmm. the exclusive hard to find stuff and obviously i i still collect ferraris because that is why i started collecting hot wheels <laughs> now for people who often say hey this is child's play and not for adults you know you've just been talking about collectors items and the way their value goes up it's not cheap by any stretch of imagination is it mm, no it's not because you see what happens is that when we start talking about some one particular thing to someone else it might just be an old toy 
but for us because of the sentimental value its monetary value magnifies tremendously so what the other person would want to give away for like 50 bucks i would happily pay 5000 wow. the other thing also is the hot wheels cars that were made in india the leo mattel cars those are some of the most highly sought after hot wheels in the world apart from uh, a few of the french and the italian maybe toys that also mattel took over but the ones that were made in india if you have one in a blister if you've got a poison pinto that is like a uh, steel gray color the quality was not that good but it's just that variation that's there which was so hard to find and especially being made in india international collectors value something like that at i don't know 700 dollars 750 dollars wow something like that and that car was sold for like 60 bucks wow back in the day so vinith if i may ask you how many do you have I stopped counting after I crossed four thousand. But it's not about the numbers. <laughs> oh, so would you call it an expensive hobby or an indulgence? Yeah, I mean, what is expensive? Define expensive. I think everything is relative. There are a few cars that are highly rare that I have. There are some cars that I've lusted after and been able to get them after two years. But see, my my whole trick in the hobby is not to pay the market price. My whole trick is to wait. to find the right connections to get the right people mm-hmm. who have these cars and who are no longer into the hobby so what happens is that everybody goes through a phase mm-hmm. of collecting you collect for 10 years 20 years 30 years but then after some time you just chill out and especially when people start getting old and they just want to get rid of their collection mm-hmm. they really don't value it at market price as much as active collectors do so i i try and look for these retired collectors or retiring collectors who want to get rid of their collection and want to give it off to a good cause or a good home or a good collector i'm able to get that for about 25% of what it's usually <laughs> going for on ebay so if you calculate the value yes it is quite a bit but if you calculate what i paid for it it's about 20% of what the actual market value is so i think the whole point of collecting should be like that you shouldn't never go and pay the market value there's always a better deal to be had but then you need patience you need to have age on your side you need to have been collecting for a few years to just not pull the trigger impulsively and to think before you shoot and how do you preserve the conditions of the cars that you've got and more importantly not freak out family members when you tell them their value when i tell them their value they say sell it <laughs> so, you know it's occupied to its space it's all over the house it can't be here it can't be there so i get where they're coming from you know i mean they have a house to they live in the same space so having about <laughs> Seven eight hundred cars spread over the drawing room is not the best thing that your wife will. I mean, she can only take it for so long. <laughs> I have my corners though, but yeah, there's a lot of them that are loose because I like to take the cars out of the package. I like to photograph them. I have an Instagram uh, account where I'm very actively taking pictures of my cars in my own unique artistic impressionist way. It doesn't follow any rules. It, it it's just my interpretation of how I see these cars. and i try to make them look larger than life so i take the cars out and they'll be on display for some time in the drawing room and in my room and then after some time they go into packaging where they're nicely preserved in bubble wrap and then the others will come out and so the rotation <laughs> keeps i mean the collection keeps rotating so you've got new cars that come out every month so the setting of the drawing room and the, the bedrooms and everything changes accordingly because i get to revisit some of the cars and uh, since we only have that much space silavi 
<laughs> I gather you went to Comic Con a couple of years ago, so there is definitely a plan to make this a bigger project, right? Well, yeah, that's an interesting story. Actually, Comic Con was the result of something that I'd been trying to do with Mattel for about seven, eight months. I'd been trying to tell them that they're selling their toys to the wrong target audience. They need to sell it to adults, not to kids. And I send them PowerPoint presentations. I talk to their brand manager, the communications head, everyone, and you know, long conversations over the phone, and try to tell them that they need to introduce the premium lines in India. So that we stop importing them and we can buy them directly from here, and there will be a market for it. They just didn't think there was a market for it, but they relented. We launched the premium line of cars first for India. Me and Triv Jyotalu Alia was the brand head for Mattel at that time, and we did it live at Comic Con, and we had our own collectors' wall. And I think it was then that the eyes and the senses of Mattel opened as to what the demand was and what kind of collectors there were. And for a lot of us also, you know, the crowd that we saw, the kind of people that came in, everybody's inquiring about our collection. We knew you know, that there is an event, a much, much bigger event waiting to happen. But when we did this back in 2018, uh, we'd already been running the group for about five years and we did have, I don't know, a 1500 or so members because I'm very selective about who I get in. I want the cream de la cream. I don't want people who come in and buy a car off the shelf and flip it for a profit because when you create a demand, there's always people eager to make a quick mm. buck and things like that. Oh, I found it and all. This is for so much. And people do do that. And that's the sad part about the hobby. The minute you make anything collectible, the minute you get more action into it, the minute you create more conversations into it, there's always somebody to, who looks at it as an opportunity. I can go and score. I'm Vela anyway. <laughs> Dig in on the chatter and figure out, these are cars that are nice to find, so I'll go and get them. And from being a nothing or a looka, he goes on to becoming a seller. And we have a lot of these guys as well. So hmm. the market for this, I tell you, is mad. People are importing cars from the US for $2, paying another $2 in customs and shipping and selling it for a profit because they have their sources where they can get the cars for cheap. But when you look at the market value, it's higher and there mm. are people here who don't have the means to import directly. And some that they do are singing their way all to the bank. And finally, we're all about leaving listeners with something to really think about over the weekend. Given that you're clearly a serious diecast car hobbyist and also pushing the Hot Wheel case in India. What is your one message? I think the most important thing is that don't discount the hobby and don't discount your child's imagination skills when he plays with these cars because they're not toys, they're career shaping tools. A lot of us, because of our love of cars, have gone on to do things in our lives that we never dreamt possible if we didn't have the kind of insight and knowledge that we got from playing with our toy cars in our childhood because they influenced us. For me, especially the knowledge that I gained, the thirst for wanting to find out about each and every car. Well, it led me to getting a career in automobile journalism. I got to travel the world. I got to drive the best of the cars. Every week, there would be a new car at my house, which I would get to test drive and then go on TV and tell people how good it is or how bad it is. Now, how do you get to do that for free? How? How? Tell me how. There are people that I know in our group who are photographers, who are professional photographers. 
and all that started from their love of taking pictures of small cars as they grew up so did their cars and now they take pictures of big cars there's friends of mine who have their own design studios which are where they design real one is to one cars wow. and that also started with their love for these cars there's there's enough and more automobile journalists out there who all have one thing in common we all played with toy cars there's people who are doing engines there are people who are designing different components of the thing that people who are getting into electric vehicles there's people who are working on a better racing suspension setup or working in different fields that are associated with the automobile industry and let me tell you it all starts when you start letting your imagination run wild with these toy cars vineet bakshi thank you ever so much for being part of this conversation hey shivraj it was a pleasure man thanks so much for letting me pour my heart out and for whoever is listening i hope they don't knock the hobby they support it if your kid plays with these cars don't discount it he may grow up to be the next candini or the jujaro of the design world so give him all the support he needs him or her even Introduce us to similar folks you'd like featured by writing to me at shivraj at bravis.in or even by sending me a voice message. That's right, we're all about hearing from you. You can send your voice messages on plus nine one nine six two five four seven five double four two. I repeat, plus nine one nine six two five four seven five double four two. or you could also send me your number and i can add you to my subscriber list on whatsapp don't forget to keep a look out for the next big weekend playlist episode have a great weekend and the rest of your week